Hi, I'm Rifta. And I'm Ida. Welcome to the From the Inside Out podcast. We're entrepreneurs and friends who love connecting through meaningful conversations. It all started in an Uber, where we were both so inspired by each other's life experiences. It was then and there that we decided to create this platform because we believe in the power of growth, self-awareness, and connection through sharing our experiences. Our goal is to bring you insights, wisdom from the people who inspire us, and interviews with some of our world's greatest thinkers, leaders, and everyday heroes. We invite you to join us as we create positive change in mind, body, and soul from the inside out. One thing that stands out about our platform is that we have guests who are internationally known and also everyday heroes. People next door who are largely under the radar, but they have so much insight to share. Today, we introduce you to Rivka Caroline, professional time management consultant in Key Biscayne, Florida, and a frequent public speaker across the USA and internationally on the subject of living a better, more organized life and simple yet effective tools on how to get there. Rivka is the author of From Frazzle to Focus, which was listed on the New York Times parenting blog as a top 10 must read for parents. She also created the Focus Finder Planner Pad. Since earning her master's in psychology, Rifka has worked with thousands of the busiest people in the universe. Rifka loves the relationship between time management, Torah, Hasidus, and positive psychology and firmly believes that it takes more effort to be disorganized than it does to be organized. At a pace which has far exceeded our expectations and we're so grateful to have the opportunity to continue bringing you inspiration. We want to just take a moment to thank those who have subscribed and left feedback Here's a review we received that we'd love to share with you. And she writes, well, she gave our podcast five stars. Thank you so much. It means so much to us. And the title is Inspirational and Enlightening. I love listening to this podcast on the way to work and between clients. Great topics and useful information. And it says her, her username is Professor Professor Fod. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're a professor. Um, but that's very meaningful to us. Thank you so much. And Thank you. I hope you all enjoy our conversation with Caroline. We loved it. And I've gained so much in my life, in my summertime right now from this conversation. And how about you, Ida? How did you feel about it? There were so many takeaways, very practical takeaways. She has more than 20 years of experience. So she really brings a lot of knowledge. She's studied this. She's done this for a long time. She's implemented it in her own life. And um, I really hope that, you know, our listeners can benefit from the wisdom that she has to share. You know what I really loved? Ida, I don't know if you felt the same way, but one of the things I loved about this conversation with Rufka is that we are all coaches in different fields. I'm a health coach. You help people with mental health. She's a time management coach. And somehow all the, all the tools and tips that Rifka shared, we were like, yes, aha, we, we value this. We, whether we do apply it um, to, with our clients and our families or it's something new that we've learned that we want to apply, everything's intertwined, mental, physical, and spiritual. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's so interesting that there was so much overlap in what, what we all do. I mean, we're all coaches, but a lot of the stuff is at its core very similar. So I think it's comforting to know, like whether you're speaking to a, a life coach or a health coach or an ADD coach, there's a lot of-, of uh, Somehow everything's intertwined. And, and this doesn't only apply to motherhood, 
It also applies to single girls, to newly married women, um, to men too. Yeah, yeah, that speaks to the value of these universal principles that people are sharing on our platform that really apply, I think, to everybody. Yeah, and the human spirit that even though we can be living in different countries, different places, have different struggles, somehow the things that we share, we can take and apply them in our own unique way in, in our homes. Yeah, by the way, I love your nails. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I got the dip. That was, that was, uh, that was time, that was good for time management as well because I didn't want to have to run and get a manicure every week. Okay. Okay. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you? Okay. Thank God. I yes, feel I like the timing is so great to be interviewing you this week because it just so <laughs> happens that right now, is probably when I personally need time management tips um, more than ever. I'm away yeah. from home. I'm right. away, as you can see with all the beautiful greenery in the background. Right. I'm made right. in Brooklyn, right? And um, I'm planning a wedding for my daughter, and I don't I want any help. It's a lot. It really throws a spanner in the works. It really does. Yeah, well, well, I'm very grateful that my daughter's getting married, and she's got such um, a great, lovely man. That she's marrying and that they're so happy that's together. Wonderful. That's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. Gratitude is a great anchor. But let me tell you, I married off two boys that didn't care less about anything. They were just like, could you just not interrupt me? I'm like, deal. You know, but marrying off a daughter, it's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, I married off my first daughter and I thought, hey, I'm going to have this, like, it's going to come. Everyone says, you, you must be a pro, but, um, but it's it's my it's another daughter and it's in a different place and you know so all the logistics are different but I don't the one thing that stands out to me right now is I don't have any help around here in the country it's been hard for me to find help which I'm normally used to and um uh, so I'm really excited to hear tips and insights (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sure many do my best (laughs) um and and I'm sure um all our listeners are too in with their own stories and their own lives and what they're going through now. So we we actually um, want to start uh, with our listeners getting to know you. So you are a quintessential multi-role woman, a mother of seven with a thriving career and family who manages to do it all. Can you share some of your background with us and tell us how you got to where you are today was it always like this for you? Was it because you struggled in some way? Or was it because you had it together and you wanted to share that with all of us? Okay, thank you. So Rivka and Edda, Ida, I've been saying your name wrong the whole time. And I'm, <laughs> no worries. I'm really sorry. And it's going to be hard for me to no remember worries. it, but I'm going to really work on that today. So first, I think this is like the main theme of the podcast, if we can like weave it in right at the beginning, is that no one has it all together. And that's so important. It's it's so important because the women that I've worked with, that's in the past 10, 15 years, honestly, there's this imposter syndrome going on. And I'm going to weave this in to the different questions that you asked me because if there's one thing that people walk away with, it's like, stop it, stop it. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. That's what makes us human. That's how it is. So from there, no, of course I didn't have it together. Of course not. I I grew up in England, very quiet home, very like predict. I say boring and predictable as it's a goal. Like my goal in life is to bring back the boring and predictable. You know, (laughs) I look at it like it's a life's goal is is to be boring and predictable as I can. I grew up two children, 
very, very boring, predictable lifestyle my parents became from when I was about 11, 12, but still in a very English way, like, oh, are we having one or two guests this Shabbos? You know, still in that English box. So then I got married, moved to Florida, and then had like, but it was, it all came, it all kind of fell apart when I had about three kids because I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen the manifesto for that. How do you do that when you have more children than you have hands? How do you you do that? And being a bit of a nerd in the sense, like, just tell me the science, give me the science, tell me how to do this. And this was 20 years ago. And for better or for worse, for better, I would say, there was no iPhone. There was no Google. I had to go and buy books. You know, can you imagine? Right. Me and the Flintstones. It was basically the cavemen and me. You know, how do you do that? And I went to Barnes and Noble's. And I knew there were like various articles in the Sheikh Chabad newsletter and Hami Greisman Aleha Shalom had written some nice things, but I wanted, I wanted the book. I wanted the, the, like, tell me what to do. Like, I'm happy to work hard, but just don't make me think. Don't make me decide. And there wasn't a book. Honestly, there were, there were like funny haha mom joke books. I didn't want that. It wasn't actually funny. I'm serving pizza three nights in a row, not by choice. You know, to tell me how to, to do this. You wanted, you wanted some tools. I, want, I just wanted the tools. Just tell me what to do, when to do it, and I'll be really, really happy and thank you. So there was nothing in the mummy book zone. So I went to the business business um, area and I was like, okay, if running a home is basically running a business, and what you know, except you know, we don't get to check out and no one's discussing our pay, you know, pay advances. So I went to the business books and I applied some of the science into running a home, and then what classic textbook, what happened is I got so excited because I felt like I knew now how to give myself and other people 80% off discount codes. And it felt actually physically painful when I would see people paying full price. It, it, it caused me physical pain. So I kind of went through that phase like, no, don't do it that way. Wait, let me show you the science on this. You can do this differently and you can have more time on your couch, which is what I want every woman in the whole world, you know, we speak about universal themes. I want all women in the entire world to have more time doing what they love, whether it's on the couch, in the garden, like I love to be, just be, just being you, just recharging. That's a basic right, okay? And so that's when I wrote my book about eight years ago, From Frazzled to Focused. And mine's I, arriving. Mine's arriving today. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I haven't read it yet. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. So, and I, as I told Ida, the narrative actually really changed. And, I, and I'll, I'll then I'll hand you back the mic. Basically, what I thought then is not what I thought think now, because I've had the privilege of meeting a lot of women and seeing them at their most vulnerable. And that's when you get the real narrative that's going on behind the scenes. Back then, I thought that mums were like painters, like, oh, if I can help them and, and myself, and I, I really did set out to find out how to do this. But then once you find an 80% off coupon, how can you not share it? it I don't even understand how people wouldn't. I'm like, oh, if I can think of mums as painters, if they can have their canvas and their paints ready, it will make everything so much easier. Like I knew so many women who couldn't find yellow, couldn't find pink, and they were painting sometimes with one color. Like this will be so nice. It was a very one-dimensional, that, that's the frazzle to focused mindset. But then once I began speaking with people, it, was, it wasn't about that. 
Well, that's part of it. And there are some people, I would say 10% of people are just like, I've got this together. I just need the formula for finding the paint more often. Great. But that's not, that's not the underlying message that I'm getting. Then that's not what got me here now. So how do you balance, like when, let's say you're seeing a client, right? Who feels like they don't have it together. How do you balance setting the message of no, not, no one has it together, mm-hmm. but working with them to, to, to meet their goals and to get stuff exactly. done. So, right. I love what you're saying. Like, it's not enough to be like, no one has it together. Carry on what you're doing. Don't worry. We don't want to do We don't want to create a culture of victim. However, I just feel like, like, Almost every woman who's allowed me into their home or has allowed me into their emotional space, I'm going to say 90% are like, right, I'm the most disorganized person you've ever met. It hurts me so much because they're only looking at their weaknesses. And the way we are, every single one of us is built. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. It's, it's not that someone's born only with weaknesses or only with strengths. It doesn't work like that. Now, what I've tried to do is understand my weaknesses and leverage them. Try and try and have them not get in the way of day-to-day living. So that's what I try and do with people too. But they really, that's like the biggest gift, I think. When I'm like, you know, that's not, you're not accurately, accurately representing yourself. Your headlines are not matching the story at all. You know, and, and I'll always, and it's not difficult, I'll always catch people doing something right. Every single home every single home they'll have like either they'll have like a, all their photos are perfectly organized or the kids artwork or the mother's just so nurturing of course she can't decide what to throw out she sees the good in everyone and she sees the good in everything no wonder there's nothing leaving this house you know but it has to be given on that continuum of like let's identify your strengths first please now let's do the weaknesses some of the weaknesses doesn't matter. I can't play violin. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But when, but then when we look at family life, how the weaknesses are playing into things that show up in day to day living, then we pay attention to them. That's great. It's all in the mindset. It is all in the mindset. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like one weakness that we see often, there's definitely this time management issue that keeps coming up over and over and over again. Like I just simply don't have time. And, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And I just, I guess some people are able to manage their day so that they make the most of it. And some maybe have a harder time. So like relating to time management, if someone says, I don't have time, right. How do you, how do you address that? You know, if that's their weakness, like time management, time management, right. Okay, great. So a lot of people have a hard time with time management. And I think it might be because they think that time management is about a clock, because as the name would suggest, but really time management is life management. It's nothing really to do with a clock. I don't set my day up where I plan what to do each hour. I, I personally wouldn't want that as a goal. That would make me feel trapped. It's more about priority management. You know, what's, what do you really want to get done? Okay, so we could say this summer as an example because it's a it's nice fresh slate. What would you want to get done this summer? And then have your to-do list match your goals. So, so if I can backtrack a tiny bit with mums, the hardest thing is for mums to understand that it's you're never going to get everything done. There is no one ever who has a family that can cross everything off their to-do list. We have to also get rid of unattainable goals. Okay. There is no way I tell people, I tell myself, 
It's like laundry. You can get ahead. You can get ahead, but you can't get done because as you're sitting there trying to crack the code, you are marinating your clothes with right. <laughs> as is all of your family (laughs) like forget it the best you can do is get ahead we're using the laundry as an example there's a load on there's some stains you know them trying to work on this stuff going to the dry cleaner and there's also stuff that I have no idea coming my way once we try and lower the bar just put a load on and try and get ahead then we can go ahead and look at our tasks honestly no, even if even if every single woman had three women working full time in her home, she still wouldn't get ahead because we find more things like, well, the kitchen's right. perfect, but have you seen inside? Have you seen the back left corner? It, it, it's endless. It's endless. That is so true. It is. It is really true. Yeah, it, it's it's just it can be this never ending thing because uh, yeah, and then we find that if we have accomplished a lot in a day, um, we'll be really hard on ourselves. I could have accomplished more. Absolutely. How, how do you understand that? Well, it's it's a hard one. And like you said, Rivka, it all does start with the mindset. So there's very few things that are universal. Okay. Like what could I tell all women everywhere? One thing universal is watch that self-talk. Watch it. Catch it. And it's cute. It's a cute story. I had a little boy staying in my house once 20 years ago. He just got engaged. And he was he was so cute. I said to him, you're such a good boy. He said, no, 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 Mrs. Caroline, I'm very, very naughty, but you keep on catching me doing things right. That's great. That's adorable. But that's essentially what I beg mothers to do. And myself, it's very easy to look at what's not being done. We kind of like take for granted what we got done. And then we're just looking at the list that still has to be. And this ties into psychology because my big love of psychology is positive psychology which ties right into Hasidus and it's, it's just the most proactive, glorious um, psychology to plug into. And that is all about getting out of that helpless loop. And a lot of the mums that you deal with either, and I know I deal with, they're in that hopeless loop of just like, even if I had 48 hours in my day, I still couldn't get ahead. Um, and that's that's a really hard place to be in because once we get into that helpless loop, it can mimic depression and apathy. Just like whatever, it is what it is. How can I? And that's where I'm sure many of us want to affect that change of like, well, if we lower the bar, okay. So you're not going to do everything. No one does everything. How do we manage it all? Nobody manages it all. We do it most. Okay. So you've lowered the bar. Now you have ten things to do, not eight hundred. Now we're going to leverage your focus. Okay, so that maybe you'll get eight out of 10. You know what? Eight out of 10 is fine. If you were in college, C's get degrees. It's perfect. Eight eight out of 10 is is a solid 80, which is another thing. Perfectionism. And I'll tell you a funny story with my book. You'll read it. It's a cute book. It's it's fine. It's a nice manual if you just want to get things done. And um, a lot of people were like, we loved what you said about perfectionism and procrastination. And I was like, was two pages it was two pages did you like my analogy about laundry and they were like yeah but it's like this is what really spoke to people I'm like thanks everyone I could have read an article you know but the procrastination perfectionism there's so much that was the first you know like on the dashboard of a car when there's a flashing light that was the first light when people kept on mentioning that and I was like 
This wasn't the theme of the book at all. I just put that in just in case a woman out there, you know, struggled with perfectionism, not understanding that this is 80% of mumps. This is, right. this is a big deal. This is a big and, deal. And, and like you say, that's what the biggest problem, that's what's getting in our way. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of good. Absolutely. And, and to make it more complicated, our children are watching us. You know, the, the right. a harsh saying that I heard years ago that I hated, it's like with parenting, it's not what we say, it's what we do. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this? You know, it's a hard one. You know, you mentioned uh, Hasidus, and I really loved how you shared that you couldn't find a book on uh, that spoke to you on parenting or that gave you tools, but you found it through a business um, management book. Uh, so I'm wondering with Hasidus, what role does that play in what you do? Like, do you incorporate that into your practice? Well, it's a, it's a great question. I actually had to think about it because I'm, I use Hasidus every morning as my anchor. Okay. So every morning, not, okay. I shouldn't say every, okay. In the, in the theme of all women doing everything, doing what they can, 80%, most mornings you'll find me early, early, early in the kitchen, getting stuff ready for the day with Rabbi Gordon, Oliver Shalom on Tanya, Chomesh, and I'm just, it fills me up for the day. If I, if I haven't had a chance, it will go on in the car because I know my tank's empty. And that gives me that grounding. Make the world a better place. Be a better you. Be kind to Hashem's people. That's it. We, we, so make, true. Things we make things complicated. That's basically it. And then how do I bring that into my practice? And I think it weaves right in because positive psychology is the was the brainchild of Viktor Frankl, who wasn't going to publish his book till the Rebbe pushed him to publish it. Because back then, in the world of Freud, positive psychology was really, you know, logotherapy, what Viktor Frank, Frankl taught, which was finding meaning in what you're doing, was way off. You know, that that was that was, you know, that was very 2020. So it follows so both my practice and also I think my passion of just like, what do you love doing? What does the world need your unique fingerprint on? I think it all flows together. I would hope it all flows together. Yeah, that, that does all flow together. It's easy to get distracted and it's it's easy to try and be in, in a community like, oh, but look at her. Oh, but look at them. And remember, remember, we've got 80% of people thinking that they're the only one that hasn't got it together. Then we have social media which even mm-hmm. if people were not insecure before, now you've got that coming right at you all the time. And that's why I love that daily reminder to just just be the best me I can be just for today. It's not, it's not long-term goals. It's just for today. Yeah, I, I actually use that in my practice too as a health coach. I can do this today. And um, I think that really helps instead of worrying about how am I going to do this for the week or how am I going to do this for the month? When you wake up and you tell yourself, can I do this today? Yes, I can. It's really helpful. How do you know what to prioritize? Is it about like sifting through what means most to you? Very, very hard. We wear so many hats. Either you made a planner pad, I made a planner pad. And I, what I try to do, and I love the irony that my planner pad's out of print. I just love that irony because that's what real life looks like. Do you know what I'm saying? Some people, like if I'm late for carpool, they're like, ah, did you read your own book? And I'm like, no, that, it's nothing. It's not that. It's not about that. You know, it, and, and I tell myself and my clients, if it was simple, I would be doing it. You know, something, there, there's always curveballs, always curveballs. So when I made my planner pad, 
I actually, the, the top has six, it's like a double, it's an open, <laughs> an open book. And there's six categories on top, six empty slots for the different parts of a mum's brain. So it goes, mm. and it, it, it's like, I didn't label them. I suggest to women how to use them. It's like me, the kids, the home, you know, work. It, whatever, everyone has, everyone has six different topics for sure. Six different categories. Then I would write them down. Or I would do on a piece of paper, write them down and then circle the stuff that is effective. Okay. This is kind of an interesting concept. But I don't know if you've heard of it before. Efficient and effective are two different things. Okay. Efficient is something that saves us time or money. Effective is things that bring us closer to our goal. So if I'm sending a daughter off to camp tomorrow, like I am, effective means making sure those last couple of items are done today. And there's certain things that are, that this really must be done. Um, and that will get written down first. Those are time sensitive. And the way that I've been doing it recently, which is very simple, I'm always looking for a simple tool, a simple tool. Google just reformatted their calendar on the phone and you can now add a few tasks to your day. So what I try and do is I add three tasks to the day that must be done that day. Because if I added 12, I'm not going to look at it. But three, that's doable. And right. so... So that will be, you know, the, the last things that Rosa needs for her camp for tomorrow, whatever else is pressing, will go those three. And I might say, but three, I, I want to put down eight, do three. Do three. I like that. Doable is very important. Unrealistic, you just never get to it. No, but not just that, it gets even worse. If you don't, if you write down too much, which a lot of the women I see, and I'm sure either you two, and, and you too, Rifka, with the health coaching, the goal is so high and they inevitably fail. And then they just add this to this repertoire of just like, well, I'm just not going to get it together. It's just proof. There you go. I even went yeah. to a coach and it didn't work. So therefore, you know. Right. For somebody who's does not have a lot going on, right, who maybe has, let's say, you know, they have a few things, a few things that they need to accomplish in the day, yet those things don't get done. And they can't say that I don't have time because there is a lot of time. So how do you like help someone who like has the time, but doesn't really know where to start. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know what? Well, I, I actually think of my of newly married couples, like I have a new, newly married couple now who are starting their lives and they have the time, but it's like, how do you figure out where to start? You know, it's kind of related to that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, and it all comes down and it even ties into that mom I mentioned who has like super messy house, but such a nurturing home. I'd rather hang out in that house any day. Right. It ties in. How do we accurately work out what to do and how to do it? Okay. Yeah. And there really is no one book for that because what to do that we can kind of finesse. And there's a horrible line that really shocked me years ago because it's, it's just unfair, but it's true. Being busy and not being effective, meaning just like spinning your wheels, is a form of laziness, which I didn't right. know, maybe because that's I wasn't interesting. My wills. But you busy, know. that's that is interesting because being busy, you are you're not lazy. You're actually doing something. So I was never a lazy type, but I wasn't getting the right things done. So that's why it's a cruel saying. Because yeah. wait, I'm a good person. I'm really. I'm busy all day. I it was it was before the iPhone. I was not on the couch reading books. I was running after my kids and trying to do stuff. I just didn't know 
the, the, the science of, wait, do I do the spice straw or do I make dinner? Now, obviously it's like dinner, dinner. Of right, course. but that didn't, that didn't mean you were lazy. Right. But I wasn't right. So that's why it's a hard line. But if I'm not moving closer to goals, what am I doing? What's the difference between a mom spinning her wheels and kind of not going anywhere or sitting on the couch? If the kids aren't getting dinner, she may as well sit on the couch. At least she'll be nice. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a hard one. it's, It's messy and it hits home because I think, you know, in the world, being busy is a default setting. Like, how was your day? Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I was so busy. It was, it was crazy busy. So how do, how do we address this? Okay, first of all, first of all, we go into what's really important for the next week or for the next few days. What's really important? And then to and then to really lower that bar. What if someone's very overwhelmed? Um, your ADD clients, Ida, three items. People have to learn to trust themselves again. Some of your clients, some of my clients, I won't even give them tasks to do. I'll say for 30 days, drink a cup of water in the morning. And they'll be like, why? Like, I want you to learn to trust yourself again. Then we can, I'm not setting you up to fail. You've done that. You've done that plenty. You've got a whole, you've got a whole cheering squad. Not doing that. Not doing that. Learn to trust yourself again. And that's, I think, a common theme in all of our practices, allowing people to trust themselves again. And they're like, yeah. you're not a person. Of course you're not. A, what has bad got to do with this? this? You're just, it's not always a natural trait to be discerning. And you need to be quite discerning to decide what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. So you're a trained therapist, and right. uh, so you know, and you mentioned that you you love the psychological dimension as well, like bringing that in. What role does does being a therapist or mental health play in the work that you do? Because you do have to confront certain, like, you know, the negative voices and like the the narrative and all of mm-hmm. these things that are very much related to mental health. It's funny because when I went to get, I w- I just went back to school to kind of understand my family more and be a better mom. And so I had the professional organizing on the side and I kind of thought, oh, one day I'll just have like two different practices. How cute. Like I'll have the therapy world that's kind of a little bit more draining and I'll have the organizing world that's really fluffy. Because remember, it's just about getting those paints, paints ready. And then what happened over life is life happened with regular life's ups and downs. I got a nice extra portion of ups and downs together with just seeing how it all merges together And then I'm like, this is not two separate practices. This is the exact same thing. I'm just able to kind of go go a little deeper. I mean, some people who just want their space organized and that's it. I'm like, don't pay me to do that. That's silly. Get a nice organizer in or go to the container store and spend lots of money. You cannot go wrong. But for the 80% of ladies that really don't realize the, the, uh, the, the rest of the iceberg, they don't realize... And then once you help people get out of their own way, they fly. They fly because honestly, it takes so much energy the other way. Once they're freer, they absolutely fly. So I love, I think I saw this in, um, could be in your book, that it takes more effort to be disorganized than to be organized. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about yeah, now you- I feel a bit bad for that quote because it was yeah. way back then and I thought it was just great. Like, again, back to that painting analogy. Why would you spend eight hours searching for yellow when you could spend eight hours painting? 
You know, like what if right. you're a fancy painter? That's $8 million right there. But now I, I just feel a bit bad because like I know with myself on a practical level, I lose my keys all the time. So I now, I, and this is a note, I did. So the past decade, there's a hook by the front door. I will not go past the front door without putting in my keys there because I don't want to lose an hour. It's not, it's not worth it. It's that type of thinking, you know, on the, on the more peripheral things. If you know, like, for example, makeup. I really do like wearing makeup. It's not going to happen in the morning. My makeup stays in the bag and in my car. And however many red lights I get on the way to where I'm going is how much makeup I wear that day. And that, it's, it's really simple. It's, it's, you know, but it's like, it's like. Well, that's that, interesting. That's interesting because I guess like if for someone else, like for me, that's probably a priority and it's just going to happen no matter what, I'm going to put on a bit of makeup. It's just I love before it. I work out. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it depends what, what comes first for, for the individual. Well, knowing your weaknesses, like I'll always find time for chocolate. There's always empty chocolate wrappers in my bar. I'll always make time for that, but makeup will always be soon. And I've learned right. that can sometimes mean never. So I literally don't have makeup in my house. It's in my bag. That's where that's a, a, a classic example of knowing my weaknesses and creating a system. It's really simple. Right. That's great. I love that you put it in your car. I mean, the way I understood it is that when you have systems in place, you're essentially freeing up mental space and you're less frazzled because it's like you, you'll always know where your spoons and forks and knives are because you always have that drawer and they don't really get lost unless they're tossed in the trash can. So let's do that for our keys and for our phones. Um, so what, like what other systems? you do you have that you like that you so yeah so if we go back to that it takes more effort to be disorganized I try going back to the business model so in a business and I work with businesses I'm not scared of working with businesses people like what you do with businesses it's just people in a different place you know so that you work with moms at home or people in business it's the same you're just dealing with humans trying to leverage their time um, so I do have quite a nice amount of systems in place that will be in place no matter what. Every morning, laundry goes on. Okay. That's just how it's mindless. And what's the beauty of mindless is that there are also people that, that you meet and that we have in our practices who are allergic to decision-making. And it's not, they don't want to do the laundry. For example, they don't want to think, am I doing darks? Am I doing lights? Am I doing the boys room? Who am I doing? Where am I doing? I can't, I'm done. You know, it's, right. So by creating these policies, as it were, no keys, the key holder by the front door, don't step beyond that. You've just saved yourself 10 hours a year. Okay, fabulous. Next, here's your laundry system. Don't think. Some people hate doing laundry. Wonderful. If you're able to have a clean woman and you don't have to think about laundry ever again. Some people love doing laundry. I like doing laundry. It's a nice, I like the the ritualistic aspect of just every morning a load goes on into the kitchen. Right. So I'm actually going to take that on because I don't usually do the laundry. My cleaning lady does and I'm doing the laundry while I'm here now. So are you saying, it's not something that I love actually, but I've got to do it. So are you saying. Outsource it. I, my washing machine broke and I outsourced my laundry and I've never done that in my life. And I'm actually a believer. It sounds like the grossest thing in the world and not with your fancy stuff, but with like the kids, like everyday stuff. I left it on the front doorstep. Next day you came back folded. Oh, I can't do that here in the country too. I just want to know. I have to do it. So I just want to know, um, you think it's a good idea to just do that first thing? Because you said that's what you do. You do that first thing, put it on. Don't make it into a thing. Do one Mm -hmm. load. One load a day. One load a day. It just okay, makes one load a day doable, you know, but then your mind's going to be like, what does she say? Like lights? Does she say darks? One load a day. Oh, you want to. Okay. Do- 
Great, that's extra credit, but you you know, one load a day. Let's lower that bar. Okay, I'm really excited about that. You know, <laughs> when, <laughs> one thing that I think is also helpful is that when you're doing something that you don't want to do or that you don't enjoy doing, you can also pair it up with something that you do enjoy. If the thing that you don't want to do is mindless, like let's say laundry, for example, pair it up with a podcast that you love listening to yeah. or, you know, music. Something that will help with the task, make it less stressful. Yeah, you shared that before, Ida, and uh, that's a good idea. You, you know, when we hear that phrase, something's got to give, how do we know what to let go or what not to let go of? Very, very And it's pain. it causes you know? physical pain. It causes physical pain because essentially we are the mom of the nest. And like, there will be no twig that gets put in this nest that I don't approve. You know, it's very it's very biological, you know, it's, it's hormonal based. It's a hard one. So I try and do it the other way. Like what must have my individual fingerprint on? Okay. So I'm not the type to order in dinner. So dinner. Okay. So going back to the predictable and boring dinners preset in the morning or prepared in the fridge. It's done. It's done. I'm not going to start putting effort in the afternoon because I'm not nice in the afternoon. I'm very, very nice early in the morning, you know, and then, then at about four o'clock, we just have to be really careful, you know, <laughs> you know, no, no major stress, you know, you know, the kids are like, did you nap today? I'm like, sorry. No, they're like, okay. You know, so, <laughs> but again, you have to know what, what, what I do at four or five in the morning, by the time the kids are wake up, it's probably the same as somebody else does in a whole work day. That's that. Pause, pause there. Do you actually get up at four or five in the morning? I don't set an alarm, but naturally speaking, I wake up early. But what time do you go to bed? I wait, I'll go to sleep nine, 10 and I'll wake up four or five, but that's, that's my, we start. like to do that. Yeah. We like to do that too. Not four. I mean, four is four as well. It was crazy. If it's four, it ha- I have to have a nap because then I'm going to be horrible. Much right. Early. But that early morning, just being in the home as the sun's rising, my yes. head's so clear. I can, I can really like from four till eight, if I could just do that, that's, that's enough. But again, I'm a mom. So I also have to be nice. You know, so it yeah, all, so, right. So what were you saying about something's got to give? Something's got to give. Try and see what you're, do, what our listeners are doing that they don't have to be doing. I haven't gone shopping. Right. For, I think four years, three years. I don't do shopping because I think it's the biggest waste of time. You go in the shop. It's boiling hot in Florida. You go in the shop. Everything from the shelves into the cart, into the cart, onto the cash register, cash register, back into the cart, back in the cart, into your car. How does this make any sense? Okay. So for some people, it's really hard to be like, but I like doing my shopping and say, fine. Do you like meaning you get replenished from it? Cause you never take away something that replenishes you for some young moms getting to the store. It's her first time by herself for a week. This is her hour. Mm-hmm. We never take that away. Anything that replenishes a mom we want to move to all that. Great. Go shopping twice a week. You know, great. But if for other mums where it's draining, it's a hundred dollars a year for Instacart. Yes. You'll pay $10 more per, per order. Do you know what? You are your most expensive shopper. You will spend that $10 anyway. So let go, just let go. So I always have like, so for me, that's my area. Everything, you know, everything will get delivered. I have a Walmart pickup. There's Walmart right by the kid's store, the kid's school. I'll pull up, they'll put it in my trunk. Done. Because that's hours and hours and hours. Sometimes we do things also, well, I've always done it that way. And it's like, I know, but but you're not happy. You know, so, you know, it's hard. Right. So, so what I'll try and do is like, okay, what, what do you really, really need? 
and a woman will be like, sorry, it got choppy. What do you, just say that again. What do you really, really, really need to do? And the woman will be like, oh, I just love to choose my salad vegetables. Okay, great. Wonderful. Order everything else and just pop into the store and buy your salad vegetables. That's 12 minutes. That doesn't even need a bathroom. So it's, again, it's what can we get rid of? Um, what, are, what are the weaknesses? Some weaknesses, like let's say me in the evenings, it's really hard to have patience. I have to work on myself throughout the day to lower the sugar, to have a nap. I know that about myself. But some I can't outsource that. I can't outsource being a mom. But I can outsource um, other weaknesses. Not, not weaknesses. It's like shopping. I don't do shopping. I have a virtual assistant who does all my medical appointments because I can't keep up. Um, you have to know your weaknesses and see if there's a way you can make it go away. I know a lot of moms have like pizza Thursday nights. They don't do dinner and Shabbos prep. It's just that right. taking that time to think it through. Yeah. And, and you gave, you gave a really good example that, about the shopping. The ones that is, is let's assuming someone can outsource, right? What if someone actually has a lot on their plate. Like you said, you know, you can't outsource motherhood. You can't outsource work that you have to do with like whatever we're left with. Let's say we, assuming we did outsource the laundry and the, the grocery shopping, then when we are left with that and um, it's, it's a full plate, how do you approach that? So I think in terms of the full plate, what I try and do is I try and write down everything. So I'll use my planner or I'll use a sheet of paper and get it out of my head. That's the first thing, get it out of the head. Yeah. Then I'll look at it back to the business model of workflow. Okay. So there's always forms to fill out. Even though I've outsourced the medical appointments, there's always forms. So I'll know the forms. I'm like, oh, let me email that doctor or let me have Libra email that doctor to start that. I'll look at pro- I'll look at items more as projects. Is there flow? Is something being done about that? Rather than the completion being my goal, is there flow? Like in, in a work they would have a Gantt chart, like a workflow chart. So it's that type of system of rather than I'm okay if everything gets done, now it's like I'm okay if most things have flow, most things, most things. So how do you work out the flow? You write it down on a paper? I will use my planner pad and I'll be like, okay, these are the things I need to get done. I'll circle Mm -hmm. it and I'll be like, okay, email this one, call this one, do this. Those are the three things. Then if if I'm going to be out and about, I'll transfer it from my planner pad onto the Google Calendar. Those three things will pop up. But then you're going to say, fine, that's for childcare. How do you manage that with work? You know, this is a hard one. I get asked this all the time. And I don't believe there's a universal way to simplify it because what we're doing is not simple. And I think it's about wearing different hats. Like you say, like we say, it's multi-role. So it doesn't really necessarily have a flow. Right. And it doesn't always have um, that, that synthesis because sometimes what do you do if a client's calling you with a question and it's story time? Okay, so for me, my phone's off. I'm not going to choose between my clients and my children. They've only got one mom. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can do this later on. Also, I must say for the working moms that I work with, it's easier to be a success in work than it is to be a success at home. Because with children, there's always something. There's always something. And it's like until they're married, you don't like until they're married, you see them being a mensch. You're like, oh, great, you're outsourced, done. I can check you off my list. That takes 25 years. It's a quarter of a century. But it's much easier to be a success at work where you get a voice note like, oh, my goodness, I bulk made those Italian meatballs and I never have to make dinner Wednesday night ever again. And now I'm going to do a painting class. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like this is exactly what I want. Like, wow. And it's like, but, mommy, you never did it. And it's like, 
Oh, wait. Okay. In the business world, I'm a success. As a mom, I'm an absolute failure. It is what it is, you know? That, yes, I, I relate to that, actually. You know, um, parenting is kind of long. You have to wait long term to see things. Whereas when you have clients, you can have immediate results and it's so gratifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally relate. You can be like a tip-top heart surgeon, save a life and come in the front door. It's like, daddy, you forgot to buy me this. And it's like, I just had a whole pe- like group applauding me and here I am, the villain. You know, it's, it's you know, it's hard. Do, do the goals you set with your clients vary or depend on what age or stage they are in their lives? You know, whether it's single girls or, or moms. Right. So I work with, te- I work with teens through moms who are grandmas like myself. So, so. Oh, you're a grandmother? You do not look like a grandmother. No way. So you've married off some children. Married off two, thank God, yes. But they oh, okay. doesn't compare to marrying off girls. You can't, you can't compare. So you uh, married off sons? Right. So she, yeah, I mean, Riffa, you are only married off daughters now, so we'll see what happens when you get to the boys, but it sounds yeah. like it is different. so much easier. It's, so, it's just transactional. There's no, there's no like, yeah. you're not doing the whole tablecloth and this, and what do you think? You're just like, you know. Right. It's true. But I actually am nervous about that because I like being in control and doing things. So I, I just wonder what that's going to be like for me being like, oh, I'm just sitting back anyway, but. It's a <laughs> so, lot of fun. So, okay, so. um. So the unit, okay, the universal themes are what we spoke about. Catch yourself doing something right. Lower the bar. Write things, write down what you want to get done. You will achieve 80% on an excellent day. Don't there's no there's no above 80s going on around here. Um, then obviously with a teenager, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different, but honestly. It's all the same type of work. Be really kind to yourself. Catch yourself doing things right. What are your weaknesses? Are they getting in the way of your day-to-day living? Like I said, if it's not playing the violin and it's not getting in the way, we don't have to address it. Is it affecting your day-to-day living? That's coming from the mental health world. We only look at things if it's getting in the way of day-to-day living. Why? Because everybody has quirks. Everybody has quirks. The other quirks just quirks or are they getting in your way? If they're getting in your way, we need to, we need to discuss them. And then, and then it ties into time management where, well, let's create, <clears throat> excuse me, less decision-making. Now, some of, some of my clients, and you'll see this yourself, the more sensitive people, are, it's just harder to make decisions. It's harder to be discerning. They weren't born with a discerning bone. So I'll go to a client and I'll try and get be getting rid of stuff. And the only way I can do it with my really nice people is like, I have a family that can use this stuff. And I'm not going to lie. I never throw things out, but, I'll, but it will be like, as long as it's going in my trunk to help others, they will pass it along. I'll do, I'll hustle anyway. I'll do the extra drive and drop it off somewhere to help people. But naturally the kind of people are, it's harder to be discerning. It's harder to be like, no, I want to cook them a fresh meal. They've been in school all day. I'm like, mm, better a fresh mommy. Freeze those meatballs. <laughs> so you're a professional organizer and I love, I love the combination of what you do. Um, I feel like they're so interrelated. And so I, so my question is, do you, do you find that um, a person's space is a reflection of who they are or like maybe ask differently if, if when a person clears out their clutter, their physical clutter, that something happens like mentally where they can get more organized. Definitely. It's, it's such an interesting question because 
I remember when I started the in the field, I really thought it's just a really simple thing, like clear people's space up and they'll be fine. So actually, when I when, when people invite you into your, your house, their house, they're really, really being vulnerable. So like I said, yeah. I'll always right away catch them doing something right because there always are beautiful things. But actually, I gave a talk in Europe a couple of years ago to the National Organizing Group of ladies, and I I really begged them. Like I was begging. I was like, please don't go in as like I'm the organizer. I can't believe you're doing this this way. Please don't do that. These women are are opening up their homes and their hearts to you. Please, please, please find their strengths and replicate them. And I think in the professional organizing world, it sometimes can be a little bit like a hairdresser relationship. Like, oh my goodness, what's happened? Let me fix this. But it has to be collaborative. It can never shame someone ever, let alone in their own home. So that's, that's, I don't, I don't know. Professional organizing for me is kind of phasing out because there's just such a mental health component that if you just need cosmetics, I want you just to get the cosmetics. But yes, yes, women in general, because of the multi-roles they're juggling, the mess in the house will drive them absolutely crazy. And to your point, Ida, we've got 50% of mums with ADD, which means there's a 50% chance of the kids having ADD. So the home isn't just a replication of your, your goals and your wishes, but it's also your space to reboot and recharge. And how can you do that when it's just so messy? Yeah, one thing I do um, with with clients is, um, you know, it's very hard to work in a cluttered space when you're already you already have like distractibility, you know. So we just kind of find one small space mm-hmm. in the house because it's overwhelming to start cleaning the whole house. One small space where it's always kind of clean, like a desk, a table, something. And then hope the hope is that if you start there, then you can slowly kind of work your way to other spaces, but. Um, to just have that little space can be helpful. I love that you do that. No, I think it's it's very, very empowering. Yeah. I wanted to know you had shared in the beginning that one of your goals for your clients is that they should have time to be able to sit on the couch for a little bit. So can you talk about self-care practices? Like should, do you, obviously you do think that self-care should be a priority. What does, like how how much self-care should there be in a day or in a week how do you how do you approach that it's a great question and I think that self-care is very it's it's a very sensitive topic because some moms you know how I said it's like much easier to be a success at work some women get so overwhelmed with parenting that it becomes if they don't work outside the home that becomes a part-time job of self-care because really it's just an escape from the stress which is real of parenting So, so for some people I'd be like well, let's let's narrow it down to one manicure a week, and let's discuss why you're running away so much. Let's let's lower some bars. In other areas, you'll see these women who would just look so exhausted. I almost want to say, like, could you just give me the kids and go take a nap? You know, I don't know you, right. but you're clearly working too hard. So, what does self care look like for some women? It's a it's a bedtime. You know, going to sleep on time. For other women, like yeah. I myself. Right now, it's been so busy. My self-care's out the window. What's self-care for me? No sugar and a run every morning. Okay, when I get when it gets too much, bring on the sugar, forget the run. I know it. I absolutely know it. And one of my big goals for this summer is to get back on track. I'm lucky to have that reset button. So it look whatever it is, it's to define it 
and then like we did with the tasks to narrow it. It's not going for a run any day or any time. It's five in the morning, what, you know, go for the run and then do stuff or do stuff for half an hour, then go for a run. And then to always move it backwards. What does going for a run mean? Oh, I have to have clothing and the right sneakers. Work it backwards. You know, it, it's that because take self-care. And I think this is really important. Self-care for a mom is another is a part-time job. If you want to, and you know this, Rifka, from your practice, if you want to eat wholesome foods and not grab stuff on the run, and no pun, and exercise also, that's a part-time job. And how do you do that when you already have two full-time jobs that you're really not feeling very good about? So when mom takes care of her, like any money or time mom takes care of herself, I always multiply it or divide it by how many kids. So if, you know, whatever it is, don't look at it as like a hundred dollars pair of sneakers. It's 20 bucks. You've got five kids. It's perfect. You know, do it when mom's happy. Everyone's happy. And we know that we know that yeah. very, just on a very basic level, if you want to boil it down, we get out of the reactive zone and we stay in the responsive zone. We stay in mom mode. We stay in mom mode. So I love that this summer you're looking at self-care and physical health as your self-care. Absolutely. But, yes. But sometimes people don't look at it that way. For them, it's like something, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to eat healthy. I have to exercise. Do you, what role do you believe physical health plays in, in living better and more meaningfully oh. within time management and, and um, being able to manage your life better? Yeah. I'll tell you, let's click, like, I love research. Okay. So Dr. Tal Ben Shahar said that when you don't. Yes. The happiness research. The happiness said when you when you don't exercise, it's like taking a depressant. So it means aside from all the physiological benefits of, 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 of working out emotionally, your day is going to have more bounce if you work out in the morning because you're just in a better space. But here's the thing. I don't know if it's about logic with mums. I think if you were to poll 100 mums, should you lose 10 pounds? Yes. Should you work out every day? Yes. Should you eat no sugar? Yes. Okay. Do you do any of those? I don't think it's so much about the intellect. I think it's about the accessibility. How can you, like, I know with me, I had to narrow it down. It's running with the Couch to 5K app and it's in the morning. That's, it's what and when, and it's very defined. Um, yeah. So I know the mums that walk every day, they'll walk with friends. They'll walk at eight o'clock at night together. How can you make it stick? Is it doing something with friends? I know friends that have Fitbit um, buddies, you know, and they, ha- they can have a sister across the world and they've got that accountability. So it's somehow it's out of the intellect and more into the action of like, how can you make this work? And sometimes you do have to try things yourself and be like, no, running doesn't work for me. I hurt my ankle right. and lonely to, oh no, now I do go for a walk and I do 4,000 steps before my cousin even wakes up because we're competitive, you know? So it's about really cracking that code. Yeah. You know what? You've hit the spot. You can be a health coach with me. <laughs> I, I think what you just very much. <laughs> I think what you just said now, like kind of hit like the crux of it is accountability. I find that to be so useful like, and helpful. And also like um, out, like accountability, essentially, like if you're getting a friend to work out with you and telling them, okay, hold me accountable. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way you're, you're kind of outsourcing the motivation that you need. Genius. I never thought of it that way. And also here's the other thing that's not great, but let's just, it's a weakness of all, all women everywhere. 
we will take care of our friends better than we take care of ourselves. And that's not okay. Okay. I'm not putting a checkbox next to that, but I'm saying, okay, it's a weakness. Let's leverage that. Do I want to have sugar? Yes. Always, all the time. Like, what's the question? Oh, I'm part of a group and we're collectively trying to lose weight. Oh, I'm not going to let her down. So would it be more robust if my cognitions were all in order and I loved myself and I respected myself tons? Yes, of course. It's a weakness. Get me part of a team. I will never let the team down. Great. Now let's work out what team you want to join. And so it, again, it, every, like it goes back to that line. If it were simple, we would be doing it. Right. And, and you are doing the, the best you can to make it simple. Just like you say, you're doing it in your living room. Like people think, oh, I have to go exercise. I'm going to have to sign myself up to a gym. I have to drive 20 minutes. I have to go right. in there, then change, then have wear? a shower. Yeah. And I'm going to become, and it, 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 there are bits involved. You know, I think, it, yeah. I think it's like 12 different pieces of clothing to get out the front door and work out, but crack the code, spend money. Buy, buy one or two sets. There's one on the go, one waiting, done. Like if it's, if it's important, the problem is that a lot of them, remember, we, us three, as, as um, coaches, are seeing people that have already decided this is not working. I'm going to put right. time and resources into the, that. And there's that. let's say we're seeing 5%. There's 95% that are not. Maybe that's the beauty of your podcast is you're making this accessible to people where they might not have the time or the resources to hire a coach but they can now access this information. And I, I love that. I, lo- I love that you're doing that because I always worry about the 95 or the 80% that are s- entrenched in their habits and they don't, they don't know how to get out, but they, uh, and they're giving themselves a hard time. Yeah. There's a quote. I, I people want to, we want to change, but not if it means changing. <laughs> right. right. Or, or another one that I like is change is easy. You go first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, change is hard. So that's why accountability is important. That's why outsourcing is important because we need to make it as easy as possible to get that change. Um, and also realizing sometimes they don't realize they are making changes, that they're small little changes. It's not everything that they want to change. Like you said in the beginning, it's not about being perfect. It's about taking on one thing or taking on the taking on three things. And when you recognize that, you realize, hey, I have made changes and they seem small, but they end up leading to the next change and becoming big. That, that's probably the biggest thing I think that we need to do is to shine the light on that and not in like a coachy, syrupy, fakey way. People see through that in microseconds. And like, look what you've done. Yeah. That, that's what's, and I always say this line, that is what success looks like. That's it. Yeah, I'm with you. What, what are some of the essential things that you can't live without in order to make your time make manageable? So we just want to know some of the right, okay. essential so, things that you can't live without. Right. So, so the one was ex- thing- was was exercise one of them? No, that's my no. weak okay. spot. That's okay. Okay, that's my weak spot. I and it's like I know I know when I'm in that groove. But I love that and I do this with my people too. Just know your weak spots and make friends with it. It's not an enemy. It's who it's it's the, it's who you are. Okay, right. the longer we like punish ourselves, like I'm a bad person. Because, you know, I ate my way through Corona. You did the best you could. If it were simple, it, you would have been doing it. I feel like that's that's the first step. What can I live without? Okay, like clipboard, always. Clipboard and pen, like you cannot take that away from me. It's it's not okay. You know, it, I, that I have. That I, I just want to tell you that I just got that this summer for the wedding. I got a clipboard and a, and a pen. I'm 
I just don't have it with me now because of the podcast and I love it. It's so exciting. It also makes me feel really professional. (laughs) It's something very, yeah, just walk around with it. Don't, don't even write it down. You're, you're just going to feel so good. Um, I do. There's something about writing things on a blank piece of paper, like not on app from your head to the paper. There's something neuro-linguistically like cleansing, write it. Cross a couple of things off as soon as you can. Go through your day. So that I must have. iPhone, I you know, for voice notes are the best thing that ever happened. I don't make phone calls. You know, voice notes are amazing. Uh, what must I have? Instacart. Don't make me do my own shopping. Um, I don't know what else I must, must have. I feel like that. I'm planning my day the night before. Google Calendar. Google Calendar I must have. I would have forgotten today. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, that is pretty, it's not, you know, it's funny. It's like, you don't need a whole bunch. Once you've got your head in, in gear, you don't need a whole bunch of like pretty containers and fancy this and fancy that. It sometimes just comes down to, remember like the old businessmen that have like in their shirt pocket, the seven tasks they want to get done tomorrow. We make things complicated but the freedom comes when we liberate ourselves by just making it very, very predictable and boring. Yeah. And, and, and when we make it predictable and boring, can, we can get some excitement in there too. That, right. So that, that's the whole point. If we, right. So if we, make, if we make the mechanics, the raw mechanics of running the home as a business very boring and predictable, okay? And people laugh that I have boring as a goal. But if we make the then, we can deal with the last minute drama of like, mommy, I'm leaving to camp tomorrow. And we totally forgot X, Y, Z. No problem. We've got time for it. No, let's go. Let's, let's go get it. It's, it's, life will always provide drama. That's what, it's, we live, that's what life is. But dinner shouldn't be a dramatic event. It should, it, that should go into the predictable and boring. Shouldn't yeah. should, and like the word routine also kind of um, sits well with me. Like, just like, like we brush our teeth, we don't have to put so much thought into it, you know, it just kind of is part of the routine. So right. yeah, 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 I love it, that. And, and then what I'll do, I did it for myself and I do it for others. Like whatever's not working, can we make a boring system out of it? I can't tell you how much physical pain women have making a meal plan. But but I don't want to, but but your whole afternoon, literally three hours is spent deciding what's for dinner. People eat it in 20 minutes. You could you could have a hobby, you could go to sleep, you could have a hobby, go to sleep, and have a run in those three hours. Unless you're like Italian and those three hours you just love it. That's like the and I know women like that. It's the highlight of the day. They're just mindlessly chopping a salad, and that's their time. That's don't take that away. But if it's stressful, why in the world now with all the research on the toxicity of stress, why are you doing this to yourself? I'm, I'm not understanding it. Nope. You know, I'm just thinking as you're talking for you, you're, you're, and you say that you grew up English, predictable and boring, but there are many like unpredictable people and that's probably harder for them to they do. To, yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably someone like that. They love the spot. So what I'll say, I'll, but I always try and work with my clients. So if they're like, but I, I can't, I'll be like, fine, let's make a deal. Let's do boring Tuesday, Wednesday. I do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, boring. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, go all out. Okay. You can do the most extravagant meal you want. Just have some fish sticks or whatever in the freezer, just in case you don't. But 
go for it. Do an and. I often try and find an and. My systems that work for me are just a springboard for discussion. It wouldn't be fair right. on any of us if what works for me will 100% work for you. But just that underpinning of there's so much more. Like my kids laugh. Like they know on Mondays the chicken and the potatoes goes in the oven early in my cute Le Creuset pot with ice cubes because it's like six hours before. But it's done. It's done. And yes, it's so boring. And yes, I actually would love to do a spontaneous Wednesday and, you know, do something really schmancy. I would love that. But at the moment, I'd rather be in the garden. So I love that. As a human being, we learn through mistakes. Like think of driving, for example. Let's say you hit major traffic in a certain route and you're stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. You will never do that route again. With or without ways, you are like, no, 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 I'm avoiding that area. So with traffic, we're fine. We're like, well, that, you know, that's what happened. I wasn't the fool for driving that way. I didn't know it. But in our own lives, we also learn through making mistakes, but we yeah. are the most mistake-averse species in this world. You know, it's like, no, this is how we're learning. Every mistake I make, I'm like, right. oh, was I just being a goofball or is there a lesson? Is there something? And sometimes I'm being a goofball. It's like, okay, you got in your own way. Okay, you're a human being, no problem. You know, daily reminder, I'm not a robot. But sometimes there's a lesson like, oh, you know, I could do that differently. Oh, I'm going to try it that way. But I know, I know that for years, let's say the past decade, I've been more flexible about this. But for years, there was never a question that there was a system that could be made. It was all that energy from the mistake was used as evidence against myself. And I see this in my practice too. So now we don't, we don't do that. Yeah, be a goofball sometimes, but very often there's a, there's a system that could have saved you. Classic example, Florida weather. It's pouring right now. And, and I, for years, I was like, do I bring an umbrella in the car? Should I not? Is it going to rain? Are the rain clouds going to be there? I was like, just put a couple of umbrellas under the passenger seat. Like, stop this. You know, done. Done. You know, so. I, I think it's so important what you're sharing that we can learn from our mistakes. You know, that's part of our humanness. Where focus goes, energy grows. So if we're focusing on what we're not doing, we're only going to notice more of that. Whereas when we're focusing on what we are doing right even if it's minimal, you know, even if someone feels like they don't have it together, but there's one little thing that they maybe do have together, the more focus on that, the more we kind of, you know, perpetuate that cycle, like the positive cycle. So that's also so important to keep in mind. I hope this podcast gets everybody to that place of realizing we're all in this together. We're all human. And um, I love the idea of taking it day by day. Do you have a book that you recommend often that you believe is a must read? Well, I'll I'll, I'll do it a different way. The mums that we work with don't have time to read books. So right. this is what I would say. I would say to find like five of their most wholesome authors that they love on Instagram, on life and follow them on Instagram and get a quote. Sometimes women get, I know for myself, I'll get inspiration in, in sound bites now. Reading a book is like a big luxury. So I would do that or podcasts. A lot of the, you know, like you, like your own, a lot of the people out there that we really respect and admire and want to learn from have podcasts. So it's, it's almost like, I know um, books, I think if I could recommend a book to, to listen to maybe something that's inspired you or has helped you in your life. Right. Or even so, someone you know, that, or like a snip, or, you know, an author that you recommend okay. someone that you follow. Okay. So fine. So I'll love the whole vulnerability with Brene Brown. 
Yeah, love, we love that too. Positive psychology, um, Dr. Martin Zelligman, his most his latest book, I think, is called The Hope. Sorry, I said it's there. The Hope, the Hope Circuit. I don't know. I find now that I'll do more on Instagram on just, and I'll set a timer. I didn't mention this actually. One of my big tricks. Yes. That's something that you can't take away from me as a timer because I can get really engrossed in something that only has a time budget of like 15 minutes. And I'm, you know, down that rabbit hole for two hours. So I'll literally like, minutes and I'll go on Instagram, I'll scroll and I'll like really like a quote or something. I'll, sit with it and take the phone outside to the garden and be like, that was really nice. Like, that's it. And then on, on I go. So speaking of quotes, um, is there a quote that stands out for you or one that you love or a favorite one? I lo- it's funny because you're a, you're a fancy schmancy, like chef lady, <laughs> nutritional coach. Um, so people laugh at me. They say, I collect quotes like other people collect recipes. And that's why I'm such a bad cook. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love quotes. <laughs> I love I love quotes so much. Um, there's I, I'd say the two my two favorite for today. You know, it's, it's always growing. One is why do you have to be so strong? Nice. Wow. That was a big one for me. That was like okay. And another one is, and this I think really applies to time management. Is it's so easy when I want to. It's so hard when I have to. Right. My practice I, and in my life. So it's about I, differentiating. It's sometimes it's the Go exact ahead, sorry. same task. Sometimes it's the exact same task. Like mm-hmm. I took Rosa to get stuff for camp last night. She's fully packed, just a few bits in her, in her carry-on. And it was so easy just going around Target. Oh, do you want this? Look at that. If it was three hours before the flight and I totally forgot something, it's so unenjoyable. It's that stress. I think... Now that I'm older, I also just realize not just the data, but also just personally stress. Once stress is kind of like unleashed, that's it for the day. Like I can, I'm going to be up, it's going to be uphill. It's very difficult to get that reboot. But I try so hard to not, you know, not to go into that neighborhood of stress. So I really try right. construct. Sometimes my- we have to do things that we don't want to do. Yes. So then I back them up. Then I back them. And there's actually a robust time management principle called um, Parkinson's paradox, which is a task will expand to the time we give it. And then at the end, think of tax day, think of packing. It it's becomes a last minute panic. So I always will use that, that um, paradox of moving it up. So if Rose is leaving tomorrow to camp, which she is, she, knows, she knew her two big suitcases had to be zipped up by Sunday. Why? Because there's going to be stuff coming up the rest of the week that's just small and manageable. Why Why not? So I'll always employ that of false deadlines because then the last-minute panic becomes so much smaller. It doesn't become as big and as, and as heavy. I love that. Such a great concept. And is that Focus something that you do with your clients is help them figure out what they want to do versus what they have to do? Always. Always. Like we try and outsource as much as we can. And then anything that's like deadline-y, we bring the deadline up. I make dinner in the morning. I don't want to be doing it in the afternoon. Now, I might sometimes spontaneously read one of your blogs or if I'm get inspired to make this really ideal meal and be like, you know what? I've made dinner already, but I'm inspired. I'll serve that tomorrow night and I'll do Rifka's meal tonight. That's my choice. That's strictly mm-hmm. in the one-two zone. But if my, if you know, it's, if it's different... It's that I try and really try and stay out of the have to zone. And when I do, 
that's when I would have hoped I would have been running that morning. And that's when I am in that groove of self-care. Then it's much more easy to be flexible in those moments. And sometimes it's really nice when we think that there was something that we had to do that we didn't want to do, but then it becomes something that we want to do. That's, that's Ma- really nice. That's really Yeah, nice. maybe it's when we make it simpler for ourselves. We start to see, hey, I actually do want this. Right. Maybe I'll start to say that about the laundry when I do this <laughs> one word. Or we back it up. So rather than it's like, let's just lose, use laundry because it's such a nice visual instead of it being like five loads and nobody has anything to wear it's like it's every morning it's super early no one's even awake and their laundry's folded it's done you know right. yeah either right so either by making it an enjoyable process like let's say by breaking it down also maybe by getting through the hunch like getting through that part where you feel like oh, I don't want to do this but you're going to do it anyway and then once you're kind of in the flow of things mm-hmm. then you start to enjoy it more I think it's a bit like exercise too. Working out can be like that. I don't want to do it. You you do it because you feel you have to. And I have many clients of that. And then you end up enjoying it. I was like that. I used to hate it. It wasn't something that I want thought I wanted. But that once you find the right thing that works for you and see the results, you realize, hey, it's something I do want. Right. Or or I don't enjoy the process now, but my Mm -hmm. self is in is, you know, I teach that a lot to my kids. You don't want to get your bags ready the night before, but your tomorrow morning self is so happy that you're done. So right. I, I do like running when I'm out and about, but the first couple of days getting back into a routine is hard, but then my day gets so much better. So I might not enjoy it in that moment, but later on, I'm like, oh, why am I being so nice and patient? All oh, right. I ran this morning. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. We'd love to end off with you finishing some sentences for us. I didn't get to that part. Let's see. Let's see what I can Okay. (laughs) It's going to be fun. We're doing spontaneous for for our English English, um, interview today. I'm excited about this. Okay. I feel most accomplished when? Okay. But I'm going to also give it back to you because which part of my brain? As a person, as a mother, as a businesswoman, you know, so... So I'll, I'll do, I'll right. answer each of them, I guess, you know. Yeah, I would, yeah, let's start with mother. Mother, I feel most, um, whatever you just said, I feel most of that. <laughs> I feel, I feel most accomplished when. When my, when I see my children um, being resilient, when I see them bouncing, when I see hard things coming their way and I see them able to navigate that, that's, that's like the best. It's like that's the amazing. runner's high for a mother, you know, it's the best. It's true. That's what we want. When I, we want our children to be independent and learn from their, their experiences the same way we do. Absolutely. That's the whole, that's the whole positive psychology is the resilience and able to go through hard times and recognize it, but on we go, on we go. And what, what about as a businesswoman? When I, like when I said, when a woman will leave me a voice and like, you don't understand. I made those Italian meatballs and now I'm doing a painting class. I'm literally like, there is nothing better than any, like, cause that's the commodity that I want. If every mother can take care of themselves, the future looks really rosy when all, when the mums are, you know, exhausted and in that, you know, resentful mode, how, how are we nurturing ourselves and the kids? So when a mom tells me she's going to do painting and it's free, you know, it's not like she's giving up anything. She's frozen those mills, you know, in the, in the good Ziploc. So no one's going to taste the freezer burn. She's doing painting everything just got better. So in the business world, that's, that's what happens. 
I love that. And, and, and to moms who are listening, who maybe are thinking, well, I, I still have all the stuff I want to get done. And I don't know that I'm going to get to this thing. Maybe try it for a couple of days. Like say, I'm going to try this for a week or whether it's to not make dinner or, you know, every single night or to, you know, maybe let the laundry just go for, you know, for a couple of days and do a smaller load at a time, things like that. Just do it for a week. I feel like that makes it more manageable in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So the best advice I ever received was, or a great piece of advice that I once received was. Mm, you're making me think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it would go into that same zone as the, um, why do we have to be so strong? Where asking for help is a sign of strength. It's very difficult for me to ask for help. Very, very, very. So understanding that, would you would you recommend your client do it? Oh, yes, of course she should. Okay, should you do it? Oh, uh, yeah. You know? or, or saying no to something. You know, I really would have loved to have fit that extra client in, but I really have to take, Rosa to target to get that or understanding that, you know, I can do everything I can, we all can, but at what cost, you know, how do we stay in that center zone? What, what's the magic formula? And sometimes it is asking for help. That's great. Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs taught us that in our episode, he spoke about, you know, sometimes, oh, we have to do it by ourselves, but we can't do it alone. It's a paradox. Yeah, you said it, yeah. Oh, yeah. that would make perfect sense. That that would, yeah, that's a right. Yeah. Um, when I have some free time, if that ever happens, well, that you, I know we know now that you do make it happen. It does it does garden? What 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 would you do? Oh, garden? You do gardening? Well, it's always nature. It's always nature. So it's most of the time garden or beach. But that's how I get me back to me because there's always something I'm processing that I can't process because everything's so output focused. I can't just have that quiet time. So if I'm in the garden and I'm deadheading the roses, I'm like, oh, right, that's, you know, <laughs> always nature. That's beautiful. It is It is good therapy. It's something I got into the last few years too, and I love it. It's great. The best. It's also work. You've got to toil. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but it's always easier to physically toil than it is to mentally toil because at least yes. when you're in the garden and you deadhead a bunch of roses, two weeks later they're like gorgeous roses. Remember what we said about parenting? It's a quarter yeah. of a for the return you know right yes okay um when this might also relate to what you just said but um so my definition of self-care is how do you define self-care for you taking care of my future self so for me that's the running it's the sugar it's the taking the nap it's the all of that self-care the acupuncture all all of that do i do it i try it, I, it will, it, and this is another thing, actually, I think which we didn't touch on, which I wanted to mention, was that life is so cyclical. And I find a running theme with myself and with my clients is I just want to like fix it and forget it. Why can't I run every single morning? What's so complicated? Or, or women will say, I did meal plans for a month. It worked amazingly. Then I had to stop. But it's more about embracing the cyclical nature of the human being. Look at nature. Everything's a cycle. Everything in the world is a cycle. Why, when it comes to us, do we have to be robots? doesn't make any sense. So do I do the self-care? I know the minute I step into England, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on track. Can I do it now? Maybe. Maybe. But it's much easier for me to teach somebody else to embrace the nature 
the cyclical nature of life and that we're not robots than it is than it is for myself. Or like you say something and you're like, did I just say that? (laughs) Wow. You know, balance. It's actually, you know, we think it's a simple word, but it's more complicated than it sounds. You know, it's actually in the title, my subtitle of my health coach, helping, I help my guiding my clients to find a, uh, to live a balanced, healthy lifestyle, but it's not so easy. And I wanted to know, what balance means to you. I'll tell you what, this is a new one for me. This is a new one. I would have answered it differently. Like before I would have been like, balance is always coming back to knowing your family's priority. Now it's less out there and it's more practical. It means that one day I can be consulting with companies, consulting with people, getting the kids to school on time, presetting dinner, dropping off, you know, dinner for the grandkids or having the grandkids, all of this. And the next morning, totally not having milk in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that is the very nature of stop trying to be this robot, like the Roomba that I use on my floors, that's always going, going on the exact same route. You're going to wax and wane, just like the moon, just like the waves, just like weather. You're not a hypocrite. You're not a hypocrite. You're a human. And I feel like that's been my biggest lesson this past year or so is just lean in lean in you you know i'm making new mistakes if i had no milk ever in the mornings then that's something to address but it's just that ebb and flow of just like this is what it looks like i love that embrace the ebb and flow of life and um that's such a great parting message i think for our listeners yeah yeah and and now i feel i can go about my day after i've spoken after we've had this conversation with the ebb and flow ebbs and flow ebbs and flow like kids there's no dinner they just ebbed and flowed (laughs) and I tell the kids that like even I'll be like a seven I'm like guys it's not looking good tomorrow morning at 5 a.m mom's gonna be back tomorrow morning is looking rosy you know and you're teaching them also you're teaching them to embrace their ebbs and resilience is like like Rivka you have a healthy home in terms of food resilience is everything over here that's like pump it in the oxygen in the in the air conditioning that's what it looks like and they're always watching which makes it a bit more a bit more intimidating but I think I think we're getting there yeah yes yeah they do what we do Thank you for having me. Thank you, Rivka. So lovely to meet you. Take care.